Welcome to episode 149 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is uh, it's Tuesday, people. Uh, Tuesday, the 6th of October, 2020. We are already in October. I fucking know we were on the last episode, but, you know, it just seems like the, the year's going a bit quick this year, doesn't it? Very little done, very little achieved, personally and professionally. And um, and we're almost fucking at Halloween already. Fuck me. Um, it just seems, I don't know, the months seem to be dragging on a little bit. Not dragging time-wise, but just flipping. It's like flipping through a fucking book at the minute, isn't it? Um, like fucking Johnny Five reading a fucking encyclopedia. Um, there's a flashback to Short Circuit, the film. Ah, oh, uh, classic 80s film. Let's have a little bit of tea as we start the podcast because the old fucking mouth is a little bit dry today. Uh, it is um, about uh, 8.45 at night. I know, they're getting later and later, aren't they? They're getting later and later. We'll have to... Uh, I've been suffering a bit this week. I ain't going to lie to you. Since I last spoke to you on Saturday... Uh, there has been a rumblings in the old stomach and, oh, man, yesterday, fucking Monday. I know you probably don't want to hear this, but this is a shit episode. Hey, they're all shit, Ben. Hey, stop your reviews right now. Um, but, uh, fuck me, I didn't get off the toilet yesterday. I don't know what the fuck I've eaten. I don't know what, uh, what the fuck is going on down there, but I feel fucking bloated I haven't been off the toilet. It's a fucking war zone down there, people. <laughs> I'm not going like to lie to you. It's like fucking Beirut in the 80s down there. I don't even want to look back there at the minute. Uh, I've I had to take some fucking Imodium. I almost fucked up at the supermarket as well because there's Senecot or Imodium. Senecot is there to fucking uh, help you if you're a little bit bunged up down there. And Imodium helps you fucking, you know, stop it coming through you like a fucking avalanche. Uh, and I picked up the fucking Senecot, got to the, uh, got to the fucking checkout, and uh, I was like, oh, let's just check this box. That could have, but you know, I may not be here today if I'd have taken that. People, I may not be recording this podcast now. I I would just be an empty skin laying on the sofa. Uh, but Jesus, I swear, I swear to God, I passed the kidney earlier. Um, but hopefully, uh, I've taken some Imodium. Uh, so hopefully that will do the job. We can have a more compact, you know, it's never nice, is it? Uh, I don't know what the fuck it is I've eaten either. I eat vegetables. That's it. I am a vegetarian. Um, so I don't know how fucked. Usually you get that sort of shit from chicken and, uh, or meat, don't you? I remember, uh, I, I used to do material about this. I remember having to sprint from a beach once when I was in fucking uh, Egypt because I'd been eating the salads. Never eat the salads in Egypt. That's my, if you take anything from this podcast, um, anything at all, never eat salads in Egypt because they wash them in the fucking local water. They might as well just fucking dish them out you know, wash them by in the raw fucking sewage. 
and and dish them out on your plate. Uh, I remember sprinting to a fucking uh, uh, from the beach to the toilet, making it into the toilet, and then thinking, "Oh, thank God for that." And then there was one cubicle, and put my hand on the cubicle, and fucking, oh, it was locked. There was somebody in there, and it was at that point, just that disappointment seemed to have an adverse re- effect on my body, and everything just. There's no better term to say this than just slid out of me, man. Oh, fuck me. Jesus. I've had that twice in my life. Uh, I had it walking back from the pub one night as well. (laughs) After a bit too much drinking. Um, And then I had a fucking... I I had a belly full of Guinness. This was only like a couple of years ago. I had a belly full of Guinness. I I had... um, uh, um, and then I went to McDonald's and I had um, I had one of the veggie burgers from McDonald's and a fucking big chocolate milkshake. And it takes me 20 minutes to walk back from McDonald's to my house. It was probably about 25. I was a bit zigzaggy. I ain't going to lie to you. And I got just at the top of my road up there after having sprinted uh, the last like 100 meters until my fucking lungs gave out. And uh, I remember, uh, yeah, everything just went. I was wearing a new pair of combats as well, and they were fucking destroyed, man. Uh, anyway, what a way to start. Uh, what a way to start the podcast, eh? Yeah, so I'm feeling a bit grotty. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. Um, I'm feeling a little grotty. Uh, is that somebody trying to call me? Sorry, can't speak at the moment. <laughs> Halfway through the podcast, baby. Five minutes into it. Um yeah, so, uh, um, yeah, I've been feeling a bit grotty. And it's, there's fucking nothing worse, is there, uh, than that. The only thing, uh, I, I went as far as getting the moist, soothing toilet paper, which I know it's a decadent lifestyle I lead, people, uh, when you have the moist, sensitive toilet paper. But if it wasn't for that, I'd, I, I would be, uh, I'd, I'd be suffering from blood loss as well, I imagine. <laughs> anyway, on to brighter things. Talking of McDonald's. Here we go. Tenuous link, tenuous link, he says, taking a slurp of tea. Talking to McDonald's, here's a, here, here is a bit of a moral dilemma for all vegetarian out there, as they say in France. Um, uh, chicken McNuggets, well, not McNuggets, but chicken nuggets uh, of apparently $50, these are chicken nuggets that have been grown in a lab these are clean cultured slaughterhouse free this is an advert by the way hey do you want chicken nuggets that are grown in a lab uh whatever you call it it's a brave new world when it comes to growing meat without any animals i don't know at ninety-three thousand square foot warehouse in san francisco mission district they're growing chicken not the chicken the animal chicken the protein so basically i don't know what they've done they've formulated it extracted animal cells and turned them into chicken nuggets. Um, now, somebody posed this question to me, whether I would um, whether I would eat these chicken nuggets or not. Uh, I'm undecided, to be honest. I'd want to know, I don't know, it's still real meat, isn't it? You know, plus the fact, at the minute, Quorn, the company, not advertising them, other fucking vegetarian faggoty food is available... Um, uh, for you vegetarian fuckers out there like me, 
or vegans, or vegans. Hey, vegans, make yourself known. You don't do that enough. So, um, uh, yeah, um, there's uh, nothing could corn do some fucking nuggets, southern fried nuggets, and they are fucking amazing. I am not pissing about with you. I ain't fucking fucking around with you people out there. They are the fucking best thing I have ever tasted, um, other than my mum doing a fucking some sort of pasta thing with uh, vegetarian sausages in there and rocket and shit. That's, oh, man, I love that shit and pesto sauce. Um, but yeah, this is a, like, it's still kind of a moral dilemma because it's extracted animal cells. They turn them into chicken nuggets. Um, technicians grow the cells, it says here. The company's catalogue includes both stem cells and not in bars of nutrient-rich liquid media. I don't know. It just seems a bit too sci-fi for me. For a fucking meal, you know what I mean? $50 as well. Um, what's that? About £3? <laughs> no, that's about, what, 40 quid for some nuggets? You know, whereas you can get the corn ones that taste fucking awesome for about £2.50 a bag. I'm not sure there's many people that, you know, there's a lot of rich vegetarians who want the taste of chicken. Plus the fact they say everything tastes like chicken, don't they? So, you know. Or chicken can be made to taste like anything. I think that's more the more the thing, isn't it? Just is turning huge bioreactors into mini chicken farms, getting cells to multiply naturally without an animal body to house them. I don't know. It seems a bit like Frankenstein's monster, does it not? I don't know. Are we fucking around too much with science? When it gets to the stage when you're making chicken nuggets in a lab, plus the fact this is high sort of like grade science, right? It includes stem cells and uh, growing things like uh, from nutrients and cells multiplying. You know, there's people still starving in the world. I'm sure these fucking scientists didn't turn out. You know, this wasn't their big aim in life, surely, was it? You think when they're studying at fucking Harvard or wherever, whatever fucking American school, top American school they've gone to, Florida, <laughs> Florida University, wherever they've gone. Somewhere where they were fucking constantly drilled into getting under the desk just in case one of their students flipped out and decided to take out a few lecturers with a fucking AK-47. Um, whatever university they went to. Um, I'm not sure that any of them worked, went into that university um, thinking, I know what I want to do with my life. I want to produce chicken nuggets in a fucking lab. That is some, yes, they're using stem cells and that, you know, making people walk again or grow like extra legs after being amputated or having their fucking legs blown off or somebody having their back crushed and using stem cells to make them walk again, or expensive chicken nuggets. It's a different... Ah, I'm going to go... That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go down the nugget route, rather than helping... I'm not sure we really need... I, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's a great thing, and I imagine the science behind it is amazing, but I'm not sure we really need chicken nuggets that are grown in a lab. You know, if you want chicken nuggets, 
um, and you have a problem with not, you know, animals being killed so you can, um, so you can feed that, um, feed that impulse of, uh, of buying, of eating chicken nuggets, just eat the fucking fake shit, the corn stuff. You know, that would be my advice. You know, as nobody walked into that lab and gone, look, you can get these, they're frozen £2.50 at fucking Tesco's. There you go. Probably usually on offer, to be honest. You know, there's something corn that's on offer that's chickeny all the time. Um, oh, Jesus, we've just wasted millions of pounds of research. We're never going to get this money back. That's when the chicken nuggets go up to about a grand each. Um I don't know. There's still a weird thing about it for me, for it being, um, you know, taken from chicken cells and shit like that. And I know it's not alive, but it kind of is. If it's if it's growing and multiplying, that's the, that's the thing. You know, what life is, isn't it? I don't know, man. I just uh, I don't know. I'm undecided. I don't think I'd like it. I don't. It doesn't sit right with me. I don't think food ought to be grown in a fucking lab. And I know, like, there's fucking... That's probably how they do corn or something. I don't know, people. I don't know. Uh, we're 13 minutes into the podcast. We're, I'm already questioning myself about this. Let's have a little bit more tea. Just turning huge bioreactors into mini chicken farms, getting cells to multiply naturally. Yeah, I don't know. It's... The lab-grown meat has the smell and flavour of a strong chicken with no... <laughs> uh, this is a flavour of a... It's got the smell and it's got a sweaty chicken, strong chicken. Like a, This smells like a chicken's been working out. Um, the texture still needs work. It's a bit too smooth and not quite fibrous enough. Close to Play-Doh or a firm tofu. Who wants the... the, the Surely get it all right. You know, they get, you know, are you sure they're not just using chickens? They've got a fucking chicken farm underground. They're going, oh, yeah, we developed this shit in the lab. It's $50 for some nuggets. Have it. And it's just real chicken. Who wants to eat something that has the consistency of Play-Doh but tastes like chicken? Are you sure you just haven't made Play-Doh? <laughs> I'm sure Play-Doh could be made. It's easier to make Play-Doh taste like chicken rather than developing a lab chicken with the consistency of Play-Doh. Um, and then you could bang that out for £1.50 for a bag of that shit, undercut the corn industry, and then litter the market with chicken-flavoured Play-Doh. You could do beef flavoured Play-Doh, everything. You could even do one of them little sets with it, little Play-Doh set with it. So you fucking put it into a, stuff it into a plastic chicken, press it down, and it comes out of its stupid chicken face. All that shit. I don't know. You think scientists really, you know, at any point within that, like, uh, the development of this idea... Nobody at any stage of this has gone, this is fucking horseshit. What are you doing? What are you doing with this money? We've, we've, we've 
there's people been on walks, sponsored swims, 24-hour famine so we could raise money for a research project in this department and you come up with fucking Play-Doh with a hint of fucking chicken about it. Strong chicken as well. Sweaty chicken. Like it's been down fucking working out down Gold's Gym or something. Or on that fucking beach in California where Muscle Beach is it? Just a fucking chicken roostering around like fucking fog on leg on. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Uh, what a waste of fucking money. No, I would You know what? I wouldn't fucking eat it just because it's a waste of fucking money. People starving in the world and you're growing fucking chicken in a lab, Play-Doh in a lab that mildly tastes of chicken and banging it out for fucking $50 a pop. Uh, they're limited to dinners with deep diners with deep pockets and a taste for adventure. I, I'm not sure Play-Doh's that adventurous. They look fucking rank. Oh, man. I know, that's different. Uh, some meat companies are enough to promise to make bets. In a, uh, yeah, yeah. Fucking it. So there you go now. We're growing chicken nuggets. That's, that's, that's the big thing, science is, you know. Still haven't got a cure for the virus yet, but we've got some fucking chicken nuggets, son. We can, <laughs> can feed you at home, you vegetarians, or anybody who is uh, annoyed at chickens dying. Uh... No sign of a vaccine for the virus yet, but, uh, yeah, we've got these chicken nuggets that you can either play with with your fucking two-year-old child or eat. So I'll deal toy, really, for a two-year-old child, innit? They love sticking things in their mouths, don't they? Chewing and choking on shit. It's ideal. Something, uh, that would be a better idea, wouldn't it? I don't know how many kids a year die by fucking choking on something. Some sort of small part. But why not develop toys that you can fucking eat? Or just dissolve in your throat. That would be a better, you know, I don't know. I'm j Hey, I'm just throwing out ideas here, people. You know? <laughs> You'd have to obviously test those on children. Oh, no, that doesn't dissolve in the throat. He's gone blue. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, people. I don't know. Uh, what is the world fucking coming to? 50 fucking dollars for some fucking Play-Doh. Chicken-hinted Play-Doh. Who, who knows? Let's have a little bit more tea. Anyway, uh, exciting week here in the Shires. Um, I, uh, uh, here at Briggs Towers. Um, uh, the old, uh, fucking, uh, there's a... Northampton, which is the area in which I live, uh, from the Shire of Northampton Shire, when they were picking the names, they just like added Shire on the end of it. Um, Northampton Shire, for anybody, uh, uh, Northampton Shire, um, for anybody outside of this country, is one of the counties uh, in which the town of Northampton, oddly enough, is, uh, is, is where Briggs Towers is based. Um, now, there is a... Uh, uh, there is a program uh, which is on uh, uh, one of the channels. Obviously, it's on a channel. And it's called 999, What's Your Emergency? Which is a little bit like, it follows like police round and shit like that. And they have a town uh, on there. And um, 
uh, each week and it follows the, like that sort of like police force around. It's like um, Americans uh, or anybody else. Years ago, we used to get it as well over in this country. I imagine you can still get it. It's It's a bit like cops. You know, cops, the TV show, bad boys, bad boys, oh, what you gonna do? That one. Although slightly less dramatic and slightly less fucking guns being fired or, uh, you know. But it's that. But it's all about Northampton this time. There was an episode all about Northampton, uh, which looks... Obviously, they're going to make it look horrendous, but it... Oh, fuck me. On a Friday and Saturday night, it looks... I haven't... The only time I go into town uh, is... um, when I've got a gig, I think I've got a gig this week in town. So I'm going to have to, yeah, I have got a gig this week in town. I think it's Thursday night or something like that. So I'm going to have to go into town, park my car up and shit like that and go in town centre. But that's all I all I ever do. Uh, there's there's a new material night that used to run in town centre. Um, <coughs> sorry, bit of a cough there. There's a new material night that runs in ca- town centre or did run with a comedy crate. Uh, guys who are based in Northampton. They run a lot of gigs around here. And this gig, like, on Thursday is uh, a place called the Wigan Pen that I used to go to years ago um, as a drinker. Um, but that's the only reason I go in town. I And this has given me every fucking reason in the world never to go in town again. It looks fucking horrendous. And I know that's the whole idea of the show. They're not going to just show people sort of like having a casual bevy. They're going to go around town looking for fights and shit like that. But Jesus Christ, man. The amount of, you know, we still live in a society now where we have people homeless and shit like that. And they are obviously vilified for um, that fact, which there's obviously something deeper in society that needs to change. But um, there does seem to be an awful lot of... um, uh, homelessness and crime and um, aggression and stuff like that. There was one guy who uh, who ran into a shop uh, because he was being threatened by other homeless people, apparently. And then, like a fucking idiot, um, they obviously... Uh, these people said he was the one who was brandishing a knife at them so like a fucking idiot, he hasn't ditched a knife or anything and uh, he's found to have a fucking knife on him. I mean, like, if you call the police because you're being threatened and it was you threatening them in the first place, first you don't call the police for that. You just get yourself home. <laughs> then, yeah. You know, the last thing you want to do, if you're starting aggression, the last thing you to do uh, you want to do is ring the police. Uh, This happened on Abington Square, by the way, and uh, in Northampton. He ran into a shop and that. And then fucking they check to see if he's got a knife on him. He brandishes a fucking uh, massive fucking kitchen knife. It must have been about fucking 12 inches long. I mean, you know, son, give yourself a chance in life, mate. You know what I mean? Don't fucking grass yourself up, you know? Uh, At least try, you know, at least just get out of this. If you've threatened somebody with a knife, you don't then run in a shop, call the police, 
say they've been threatening you and then go, oh, I've got no idea around that knife got there. Jesus, man. I like the bit at the end of that, though. Uh, the bit at the end of that, um, uh, y- you know, when it rolls up with what happened to the people, because you're always like, well, yeah, I wonder what happened to them. And it adds, uh, brings up all this shit. Um, it was fucking hilarious. That guy uh, with the kitchen knife, uh, he was uh, deprived of the right of owning a kitchen knife. Not you. <laughs> he can never own a kitchen knife again. He's there. You know, he just wants to cut his sandwiches into quarters. For the rest of his life, he's drastically trying to do that with a spoon or a fork. (laughs) How do you fucking police that shit? That's what I want to know. I know they come out with some fucking belters sometimes, the police. But how the fuck do you police the fact that he has to be deprived of the right? And that's a right now. I have a right to use a kitchen knife. I don't like the crusts on my fucking sandwiches. I like them cut into diagonals. And I have a right as a human being to cut my sandwiches in any shape I see fit. Oh, fuck me. How the fuck do you police that? Okay, Charlie Tango. (laughs) We're... Just looking through his kitchen at the moment. Yeah, it looks like a fucking kitchen knife he's using. It could be a spatula, but it could be a kitchen knife as well. Okay, team A, go, 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 go. Fucking hell, Jesus. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, they might as well have said, um, you know, to him, uh, you're deprived the right of owning a kitchen knife. And uh, also... Uh, Also, uh, for 10 years, you are banned from using a Rubik's Cube. (laughs) I mean, the fucking worthless, worthless fucking sentence that that is. I don't know. I need more tea, people. There we go. What are we on? Uh, 26. 26 minutes. I'll tell you what did piss me off this week as well. This, uh, uh, I saw a tweet uh, that basically said uh, uh, people born between 1985 and 1995 are the mu- most unique, not eunuch, uh, unique generation of all. This immediately wound me up. And I'll tell you why it wound me up, because I'm born in 1977 and I see myself as a unique in- individual. <laughs> That's it. It instantly got my fucking back up. Because everybody, every fucking generation thinks they're the most unique generation of all. And then reading deeper into the article, it was because they experienced what it was like pre-internet and pre-technology and after internet and after technology. Now, I looked into this. That is 10 years, 85 to 95. I didn't have to look into that. I didn't have to Google it. I did the math. He says, using an American uh, phrase, maths. I did the maths myself. Um, Yeah, so um, that is 10 years. A generation is considered 20 to 30 years, right? That's what is from when fucking kids are born, fucking grow up and start having their own kids. I know my generation is 43 years because I haven't had my own kids yet. 
Who knows if that'll happen? I don't know. I might have a good one in me somewhere. Um, but, um, yeah, it pissed me off because I was born in 1977. I was screaming. I know I need to get out more. I was screaming at my fucking phone going, I've experienced that. That was me. I'm part of that unique generation. Don't cut me out just because I'm fucking born eight years before 1985. I remember what it was like before the fucking internet when people had fucking encyclopedias and you wanted to win an argument and you couldn't. When nobody believed you that you knew the actual facts of something. And, uh, yeah, that's what people do now. That's how people win an argument. Google settles arguments now, doesn't it? If you can, like, you know, it either settles arguments, Google does, and new technology and websites and search engines. It either fucking solves an argument or creates an argument. There's no gray area with any of it. Because you go, ah, oh, somebody will go, ah, did you know this is true or whatever? And you go, actually, that's, you know. Did you know, like, America spent fucking millions of dollars designing a pen for space and the fucking Russians only took a pencil? Well, actually, if you, it, it's nice. It's a, it's a nice to believe that. But actually, if you Google it, like, like pencil was quite dangerous because leads would float about and stuff. And they had to apparently design their own thing. Um, and then you go, uh, and they go, oh, right, okay, that, that's that. Or they'll find evidence of fucking a pencil being used or something like that. Yeah, why is fucking Gary Kasparov or whatever? <laughs> it's a fucking chess player. I fucking know that. You don't need to collect me. Correct me, even, even though I've got that fucking wrong. Jesus, collect me. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so that annoyed me. Every fucking generation thinks they're the most unique generation. Do you not know that? They think they're the best generation. That's why, like, constantly people are there going, oh, the world's gone to shit these days. It was so much better when we were fucking getting bombed by the Germans. You knew where you stood. I don't know, people. I don't know. Anyway, maybe I'm taking that a bit too far. What are we on? 29. <laughs> Ah, 30 minutes now, people. What a way to end the podcast. A little rant there about fucking vacuous people born between 1985 and 1995 who think they're special because they fucking didn't have the internet and now I've got it. Bastards. Although I've kind of like uh, allied myself with that a little bit as well. Anyway, that's the last bit of hypocrisy you're going to hear from me on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was episode 149 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I will be back on Saturday, motherfuckers. Um, if you want to message me about anything, it's just uh, podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Um, have a good rest of your week and I'll speak to you on Saturday. Take care.